What is going on? You are watching and listening to Tags Podcast. Actually, Tags Live. I wrote it wrong in my notes. Tags Ooh. Live. We are live, everybody. This is episode 374. We're live every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time in front of our live virtual audience. I'm your host, Steve V, alongside Cody Maurice Dorget. How the hell are you doing, Cody? Hello, darling. I'm doing wonderful. It's nice to see your beautiful face this evening. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> this sounds very Australia, if you will. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't go eat my baby, did it? <laughs> it must have. You must be transmitting a listener who wrote into us. And I, oh. because you said that, I'm just going to read it really quick. Uh, I forwarded you this email. I don't know if you saw it, but he no. says, thank you. CB wrote into us from Australia and says, thank you for keeping me connected with I the community. I live in a remote area and I mean remote and look forward each week to hearing from you both while doing my gardening and by remote, he's in a remote area of Australia. He says, it's the new Cody connection I appreciate the most. Open, funny, and vulnerable. You too are gold. Keep it up. And he hopes to meet us one day when he comes to the U.S. We hope you come to the U.S. as well. But I did e email him back to wonder what remote part of Australia. I just love knowing those parts of the planet. It's Me one of my too. favorite things. I love travel. So Me too. Yeah. I just hope he doesn't eat up my my accent too, too much. I was like, oh, now. Oh, my God. You may now. have ruined it. I know. <laughs> I don't know. And that's one... the only phrase I know in Australian. So I'm sorry. Oh, we need to update that. CB, please update Cody on newer sayings, I'm sure. Well, there is so much going on because it is Pride Month. Alan, who watches us currently, Alan W., says he was just at Ashbury Park, New Jersey Pride, which was awesome. Also, so was one of our Patreon members who usually joins us, Jen, who said that the same things. He had a great time at Ashbury, Asbury, excuse me, as I'm thinking of Ash, where I'm from, San Francisco, Asbury oh. Park. Thank you very much. Not hate Ashbury, Asbury. Well, also a uh, little known fact this weekend, I will be in Providence, Rhode Island for Providence Pride. You're joining going? our joining our co-host, Cody, or excuse me, Jeremy Ross Lopez. It's so oh, hard to keep. Yeah, Cody, uh, <laughs> Jeremy and Jeremy. I will be there. <laughs> and if you happen to be there, DM me at Tags Podcast and let me know. I would love to say hi to you. We will also be at Folsom East here in New York City. And Cody will be at that one with myself right. this weekend. And if you happen to be going to that, DM me at Tags Podcast on DM. We'll be in full leather regalia. Want to say hi and show our part for Pride Month. And lastly, in terms of announcements, on Tuesday, June 28th, we are doing our deeper conversation. I didn't check in with you, Cody. I hope that date works out for you. Okay, that's perfect. 9 p.m. Eastern time. We might do 8 30. I'll let you guys know. We really get into some deeper conversations with our LGBTQ gay men right now, but we welcome all that listen to the show. And you can join the program by subscribing at patreon.com forward slash tags podcast. And you can do it at the virgin level and above. And I will get you into our deeper conversation. The next one is Tuesday, June 28th. Don't miss it. All right. Well, we've got to get into hot topics. And the first one, we I love a good follow-up, Cody. It Me is too. Pride Month. And you and Lincoln and I were talking about Burger King and the new Pride Whopper, which featured, if you remember on the episode, two top buns and two bottom buns. And... I think Lincoln and I were here for it and thought it was really great. Well, sadly, like you, Cody, <laughs> others did not like it so much for various reasons. We'll get into maybe some of the speculations because I didn't read a whole lot of why. Okay. But in this article that I captured, Burger King had to apologize for the Pride Whopper. And this was Burger King 
Austria when it caused a stir on social media with its Pride Whopper campaign that didn't quite land as intended with the LGBTQ plus community. The agency behind it, Jung Von Matt Don. Danau has okay. apologized. The intended message of the Pride Whopper was to spread equal love and equal rights. The Austrian outpost of Germany-based Jung von Matt stated on LinkedIn, quote, our strongest concern is if we offended members of the LGBTQ community with this campaign. If this is the case, we truly apologize. The Pride Whopper refers to a version of Burger King's signature burger with the curious twist each order is served with either two sesame coated top buns or two flat bottom buns. Ooh, flat. Who wants two flat bottoms? <laughs> I mean, we'll take them. A Burger King yeah. spokesperson told the ad age. Top. Yeah. You better plump up. You better put some extra dough in those bottom buns. <laughs> Anyways, I mean, in reading some of the comments where I got this article from because it was a repost somebody wrote how are they going to represent lesbians turn the burger oh. sideways turn the burger sideways and interlock the pickles oh I think that's my it. god and i just got the visual and uh... yeah there was some <laughs> other ones too i'm not sure cody you ended up being the right on this because you no. didn't like the campaign and why didn't you like it and why do you think people didn't like it was it just too gay centric and silly so, i i don't think it is a right or wrong thing i think that you have your point of view and i have my point of view and we're both allowed them and we're both i mean you know, i have no stand stake in this i didn't create the campaign or anything I just oh my god you did I thought it? it was i thought it was cute and fun <laughs> two top buttons i think it was like and i and lastly before you let you go on it go just reminded me of europe how they push the boundaries with sex talk and it somehow bleeds into mainstream culture more than it does here in the States. Okay. I see what you're saying. And I, I just think that when I saw this, I just was like, I cannot believe that this is what we have devolved to two top bun burgers and two bottom burgers. And that is how you reach out to our community. No, that's not, that's not here for me. A lot of people like me thought that it was pandering to the gay community and stere harmful stereotyping. Like, how do even two tops go together? I don't know if Burger King did their research. Like, <laughs> like I mean, it was. Did. I think if you really break it down, it's silly for sure. I think it was just lighthearted, and I still go back to European sensibility, sense and sensibility about humor, and it was just tongue in cheek and fun. And of course, everybody took it too seriously, and they had to apologize and scrap it. But that's all I how I feel about it. It's just people taking things too seriously, and it's not that big of a deal. I think it's kind of fun to what can't we say then? What's it, appropriate and not appropriate comes to mind, and I think it's people should be a little concerned that we're too quick to jump on. This was not harmful to me in any way. Uh, and what? I understand that, and I hear you. And I, at the end of the day, like, what are we even arguing about? Fucking, oops, burgers. Right. <laughs> Who cares at the end of the day? And what's more important to me is, is Burger King doing the right thing as far as supporting our community and uh, giving back to the community that they're actually taking. They did this so that the gay community would come and buy a Whopper. So at like, are they putting back into that community? I think that I read somewhere that maybe some of the proceeds from the, the bottom burgers and the top burgers should have went to somebody's uh, gay, gay uh, like the Alley Forney Center, like things of that nature. So I think that that is one way of thinking about it. Yeah, I guess. Absolutely. It's only a month long pride month. So what's it really? I mean, they could do a small percentage. So fair enough. If, anyway, you're not going to get that double top, double bottom burger. I wish I lived in Austria. I would go get it. But Well, well you can still do it. You can go buy two burgers and then you can do it yourself. Yeah, no, I'm not eating a Burger King anyways. <laughs> 
these days. <laughs> it is not on my menu. Well, we've got no? to move on. No, we've got to move on to more Hollywood or to Hollywood news, as I'm calling Ooh. it. We got some great stories for you that I want to just tick through as Ryan Gosling is going to be Ken from Barbie in the upcoming Barbie movie. And we want to know what you think about it live virtual audience. Greta Gerwig is is directing the movie and she did Lady Bird. If you saw that, I really liked Lady Bird. I thought it was really good. It's also casting Margot Robbie, who's playing Barbie. But like I said, uh, Ryan Gosling will be Ken in the new f- uh, flick. And okay. I want to know what you think about it. Do you think this is good casting? In one of Straight Up Gay Porn's reposting of it, and they always have somewhat of a negative slant on it, they thought that casting was a little bit old, skewed a little bit old for Ken, oh. as Ryan Gosling is 41. Won't say what they said about him. I think he looks really good. He's really super blonde. I'll post this on textpodcast.com. Cody, can you put it in the chat so that people can see it? Great. I think if we wanted to go a little bit younger, we could have gone with Zac Efron, who I think would make a great Ken. But, you know, one of the things they said is, Ryan is too muscly in this picture. And what? When is that a bad thing? You well, they said not that it's a bad thing, but the doll apparently wasn't as muscular as this. What are your thoughts on this? I think it's fine. I think Ryan Gosling looks really cute and sexy, and I love him. So I think that this is just fine casting. If you ask me, that you sent me a picture of magic earring barbie or magic earring ken or what have you and i think he looks exactly like that ken honestly um i don't think he's too old i think that maybe if you were gonna go for someone younger a zach efron would be or might be uh, a more apt fit but i think it's fine who who cares at the end of the day it ryan gosling is an amazing actor and i think that he, he'll do a great job yeah, I was. I sent you the picture of Earring Magic Barbie. There was a whole line of dolls, and there was a Earring Magic Ken doll that came out back by Mattel in 1992. In response, when they asked little girls, because for whatever reason, when they were doing groups of young girls to find out what they thought of ken it wasn't he wasn't really responding well to young girls so they they thought he needed to be cooler and look a little bit more up to date now mind you this was the early 90s this was my area in the early 90s and there's a great picture of him i don't know if you have that but earring magic barbie ken doll has a one earring on his left ear a purple vest biker jacket sleeveless a ring on a chain that Definitely, everybody thought looked like a huge cock ring. <laughs> uh, more blonde highlights than the original Ken doll. Does and Ken have a cock? I don't know. I know Ryan Gosling has one, but I don't know. He's got Ken... a bulge. He's definitely got a bulge in the original doll. But it was so funny in this early 90s depiction that some people are saying Ryan Gosling looks a lot more like this iteration of the gay yeah, version of so him. Too. A little blonder... And yeah, it's just funny. What were your thoughts on that? The the nineties version it. of it. Oh, yeah. I think I think I, those can have that can have sex with the other Ken dolls like Army Ken and GI Joe and all things <laughs> of that nature. With my when my sister when my sister was out of at school or something, I was in there making them kiss and everything else. Um, Ooh, and I nice. was chewing on, chewing on their feet too, which is probably foreshadowing <laughs> for my later life. So. Oh, that is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> they say a lot of our fetishes and things we, we become fixated on are all linked to our early childhood. So, I, yeah. I think it's true in my case. A lot yeah. of them. Are you chewing on <laughs> Joe's feet these days? <laughs> I sure am. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, get off of those things. I'm trying to sleep. No. <laughs> I love it. Also in Hollywood news, Tom Hanks says he wouldn't play a gay role in, in a version of Philadelphia today. Tank says that, 
let's address, could a straight man do what I did in Philadelphia now? No, and rightly so, Hanks recently told the New York Times Magazine. The whole point of Philadelphia was don't be afraid. One of the reasons people weren't afraid of that movie is that I was playing a gay man. We're beyond that now, and I don't think people would accept the inauthenticity of a straight guy playing a gay guy. Wow. It's not a crime. It's not a boo-hoo that someone would say we are going to demand more of a movie in modern era of authenticity, Hank added. And then he added this great line do i sound like i'm preaching i don't mean to so cute <laughs> he is so cute yeah now um i agree with him i don't know that anybody else could have played it back in the day we talk a lot about it on this show on straight men playing gay and really we need to open more roles up to a wider audience and i think it's it, he did such a brilliant job as did antonio right. banderas playing his lover and both of them are straight men but i don't know that there would have been any other gay actors out gay actors no, at the time yeah. that would have played this that's it's why we talked killer. about we talked about it uh, as brobrack mountain the other day same yeah. thing a little bit later but not that much later where there weren't that many actors willing to come out and say yeah i'll play that now we're going to talk about another actor in a little while john sibley who is proud to be a queer man of color and only wanting to play men of color that are queer in all of his roles and is getting the roles now. So times have definitely changed. What did you think when you heard this about Tom Hanks and what he was saying? I love Tom Hanks. He's just so thoughtful and wonderful. And I just remember him in Philadelphia and being so enraptured with his performance. I'm just so glad he's being honest about... Yeah how things were for gay people in the industry back then and in general and the state of events now and how they're different now. So we need to change our views on representation and how playing these parts is, is really affecting people um, in the real world, not just actors and actresses and things of this nature. It's like reaching out to kids in middle middle America that are struggling to come out. I personally think that my view on if gay actors should play gay roles has kind of expanded a little bit after hearing, have you heard about the show Heartstopper? I know I mentioned it to you earlier. I you? have not, but other than from you. Yeah, so on that one, there's a controversy that is going on about one of the leads. His name is... I don't have it right here. I you, I did look it up and I... <laughs> no, okay. um, yeah, and um, I think that people are lambasting him because he wouldn't come out or say that he is uh, uh, any comments on his general. So he, uh, people are, are kind of going in on him and I think that it's not fair that sexual sexuality is a spectrum and it's ever evolving. So you don't necessarily have to come out or even know what your sexuality is when you're playing these parts, as long as you're offering uh, an authenticity and respect to the characters that you're portraying. His name is Con Kit Connor. And let's not forget that Tom Hanks and Antonio Banderas did such an amazing job of portraying a person with AIDS and the lover that is with them and what that does to a relationship. And they are not gay men, but they did such a deep portrayal that really you felt, I mean, I'm sure you felt that too, Cody, when you oh, saw yeah. the movie. Yeah, it was so and, good. Go, go ahead. ahead. So you, when you brought up Brokeback Mountain, I was like, meh, because I feel like that could have been played by a lot of people. And I feel like more, that should have been an opportunity for gay men to play. But No, but again, it's not that, none of these, the point isn't whether gay men could play these roles. The mm -hmm. point is the timing where there weren't a lot of out gay actors willing to be out to play. Yes, of course, there's talented actors. We're seeing them now. John Sibley and many others are examples of gay actors that, of course, there, there's 
really talent out there in the LGBTQ plus world. However, they weren't allowed to be out. And now, mm-hmm. even in Broback Mountain period, there wasn't that many out actors to really play these characters. So I think they did a great job as well. And now we're starting to see like what Tom Hanks is. This is the whole point of the story. Tom Hanks is saying now it's, it wouldn't work today for me to play one of these characters. It's, it would be inauthentic. Now there's so many great actors that can play it. It's a different time period. So I just think that that's really important to remember the time frame that we're talking about. Yeah. And I, I see what you're saying, but I, I don't know if I completely agree. I think that there were out actors that could have probably played both of those parts, or at least one of them. But um, I do think that, I don't know, I can't think of any other actors that could play, that that I can think of in that time period that could have played that Tom Hanks character in Philadelphia. Yeah, or that would have been out and open. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what year Broback Mountain came out, early 2000s. I can Google it really quick. You, you do that while I move on because okay. Tom Hanks also, it, the movie that we're talking about, Philadelphia Story, I really wanted to connect this story. The Federal AIDS Policy Project Coalition and Prep for All have sent a letter signed by 100 organizers urging the House and Senate Appropriations Committee to approve $400 million to fund a national PrEP program within the C- CDC. While this is a far shot of the $9.8 billion over 10 years that President Joe Biden called for in the fiscal year 2023 budget, it's a meaningful start and something that HIV AIDS advocates believe can be accomplished this year. And I think this is really important prep for all, particularly for certain marginalized groups that still don't have access to healthcare where you often get your prep, don't have access to many of the agencies and hospitals that are free here Mm -hmm. in major cities like New York that aren't in other smaller cities around the country marginalized groups. And so I just think this is a really good policy that I wanted to prep for all that I'm really glad the Federal AIDS Policy Project Coalition is really pushing for 400 million to fund this, which is really great because we just need to, like the movie Philadelphia Story, we need to end people getting HIV in 2022 and beyond, people should not be. And it's always our marginalized groups that get infected with it. So I just wanted to say that and put that out there. What were you going to say, Cody, though? That's amazing. First and foremost, I think that President Joe Biden, I was asking for him to do more and this is more. So thank you so much. Um, But also, I uh, Brokeback Mountain came out in 2005. Okay, got so it. Still a couple people, but it's still early. Like I, I see what you're saying. I think and they did. I think they did an amazing job. Those two, and rest in peace, Heath Ledger. You can disagree if you didn't like it, but <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Unless there's people saying anything, Cody. Um, I'm not looking at the screen. I'm looking at they my. They are saying no. Hank was such a twink in those days. Um, I saying that he was such an amazing, he's such an amazing actor still now. Um, Alan said there weren't that many, as many out actors as then. <laughs> and I, I agree. And El Ray says his son plays a Jamaican. <laughs> oh, Tom Hanks's? Yes. You know about Chet Hanks? He I do. A piece of, he's a piece of work, honey. I tell it's, you. <laughs> just Google. Tom just Hanks Google. I, we're not going to go into it because we could. We, we are not going to go night. into it. We do not have time for that. <laughs> what we do have time for is talking about this OnlyFans creator that goes by David C. And he began his OnlyFans on Boxing Day last year after asking his Instagram followers whether he should start one or not. And while he's enjoying the ride, he does explain that adult content creation isn't without its faults. So get this, and then we will discuss. It's actually, quote, it's actually a fair bit of work. I initially thought it would be easy to turn out some content and just take some pictures, but I found out rather quickly that it takes a lot of marketing 
idea brainstorming, talking to other guys, matching calendars, and being your own customer service rep. So you'd be wearing more hats than just top or bottom, he adds. And I think a Mm -hmm. lot of people also don't realize that you don't make a shit ton of money immediately. Mm. Takes a while. On top of that, there's he goes on, which I love. He's on a remember. I love this insider side that he's giving us. Oh, on yeah. top of that, there's no sick pay. Off. He adds, there's no sick pay. <laughs> so David feels the need to ask his fans to be patient while he goes in for surgery on his shoulders this week. Oh, but no. there will be plenty of one-handed solo content in a sling coming your way. He laughs. Oh, that reminds me. I now I feel for him from my broken ankle. Yeah, he um, he says that I was trying to find the part where he the it's a long article. It's re- there's so much to discuss. His advice to young gay considering starting your OnlyFans: you have to really want to do it, and you shouldn't do it for if you're going to do it half ass understand that it's not going to be your main source of income at least for a while and you get out exactly how much you put in he gives a lot of great advice yes it's daunting to have your nudes and videos available online but i'm sure we've all sent 10 times more ourselves to people on grinder oh my and at goodness. the beginning of the article he <laughs> says nothing compares to organic sex meaning all those things that he listed. There mm-hmm. is so much to unpack on here. It reminds oh, yeah. me, though, Cody, of I've had different people throughout the years. We are now in the middle of celebrating our five, fifth year anniversary of Tag's podcast, of podcasting. And you don't go into podcasting. You don't go into OnlyFans. You don't go into a lot of artistic work for the initial onslaught of money or for... You do it because you're passionate about yeah. what you, you're putting out there. We're passionate about podcasting and all, and I mean all of what that entails. We do a production meeting, Cody and I, yep. before we do to refine the topics that we t- talk to you on. You can see we all we, we even flub some of it, but we're a podcast, <laughs> and that's built into the nature of podcasting. So give us a break. However, but you're doing amazing, darling. Yeah, we're doing and, amazing. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying we do do production work. We do go through all the topics and I've had, I've coached people in podcasting throughout the Mm -hmm. years and a lot of them ended up not doing it because I think they thought, Oh, I could do a podcast. Like it wouldn't be so fun and easy. And it's not just a matter of flipping on the mic and there you go. And talking like that's, yeah, that's, that's ridiculous to think you can just go on and just talk and that you're going to have a stream of consciousness that is going to be, open and and for people to follow immediately i think that that's that's very naive of people and once they see how much work goes into it then i agree with you a lot of people drop out what were you going to say i'm so sorry no no i love that with with your i totally agree with you i think that the other thing about OnlyFans that i can relate to is Mm -hmm. you know we've changed the show throughout the years we used to do interview after interview every show had a special guest in the early days Mm -hmm. and like what david c is saying most of his work is based on the partners that he finds to create sexy content yes he can do some solo work he will be doing it with a sling on not the sling that we all like but for his arm <laughs> and that's where my will... mind went immediately <laughs> i did too not that kind of sling we will be wearing slings this sunday if you come to Folsom east here in new york city on Yay. christopher street however <laughs> one I of think... us might be in a sling Okay, I will be. But (laughs) the thing of it all is we changed it to more hot topics and sharing our own stories. And once in a while, we still have a special guest on. But just like David C. is saying, it's a lot of work to calendar out and find the guests, the special guests or the partners that you're going to have do this and where are we going to do it? And does this time work? All of that, just as you can imagine takes time and works with people's schedules and oftentimes you're dealing with flaky people that cancel on you and then you're out you're out i'm just i'm saying david c is out a partner or we're out yes and so that's why i think you have to really think about really what you're doing and what is sustainable but 
Yeah, I think he's really open about it. What were your other thoughts about this before we read some comments? I agree with everything. I think, yes, it's fun, but at the end of the day, it's work. Just like sex is fun, but at the end of the day, it. They, he said in the article, him and another partner, I think it was Rogan Richards, they had sex for hours. Can you imagine having to have sex for hours? That just is... I don't know that, especially if you're the bottom, I, that doesn't sound like pleasurable, pleasurable for me at hour three, like to be, to know that that's your job and you have to do it. Um, I have such a passion for this and I like uh, podcasting with you. I wanted to start a podcast a long time ago with somebody and I just never found the outlet. And I think our chemistry is amazing. So I, but it is a lot of work to, to have to do two shows a week a deeper conversation, like you said earlier, <laughs> every month, and then like sporadic after shows. People don't like that takes a lot of planning. We don't just don't just go on and and just start talking and turn on the mics. I mean, sometimes we might, but yeah. <laughs> for the after shows, we do I for the that. after show. <laughs> but yeah, you, you put a lot of of work into the topics and how we're going to structure things, and I think that it's. Like people don't see what goes on behind the scenes, and I and think let's that, not forget, yeah, right. And Go let's ahead. not forget many of the current OnlyFans that I follow oftentimes have multiple camera angles, yeah, and it's not and lighting is essential, so you can't just go into some. And some of them are like at hotel rooms, and then they're at this other spot in an island, right? It's and like scripts. the new <laughs> practically writing scripts. It depends you have to find something that's sustainable that you can keep up because you have fans fans want more and i want janet jackson to have a new album coming out and she's not ready to but she's janet jackson and at janet jackson's level if you're starting only fans i just read this article on janet jackson how she's not coming out with a new album anytime soon people and we we just gotta like bite bite the nail and just okay we love her and that's okay if you're starting out on OnlyFans, you got to keep that content coming. For well, sure. what are people saying? I read somebody asked us if what was the question here? There is no doubt of your passion for the podcast. It's top shelf. Oh, thank you, oh, Ellen. Thank you. We weren't soliciting comments, but I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> Caladad asks the question: Would either of you make an OnlyFans if you were in your early twenties? Why do we got to be in our early twenties? I know I could do it right now, <laughs> but it's too much work, Caladad. <laughs> well, I probably would. I think, although the same question. So I was a former in my early 20s. I was a go-go dancer. I talked about it a million different times on this program. I won't bore you with more of it right now. But I did do that. I also took a lot of photography, homoerotic photography for various various people. And it was fun. But at that time, there was no OnlyFans. What was around was porn. And what I would say for it, I guess the answer to that question is no, because I never took up any offer to do porn at the time. I don't know why. Because at the time, I wanted to be, I know the answer. At the time, I wanted to be an actor, speaking of actors. And at that time, you couldn't be gay at all we're talking mid 90s 1998 when i finally moved to la and you know you couldn't in fact at 1998 Mm -hmm. i gave up all dancing all taking of pictures i was had a management and all this stuff and i was a totally different type of person in 1998 in la so i guess the answer is no but i would be intrigued to do it because it's, I was not going to say it's easy, but I, I've gotten into production mm-hmm. in my, that's part of what I do. And I think I could probably produce pretty good content and come up with a schedule now. And of course, now I don't want to do it, but, or it's maybe a little <laughs> late since I'm not in my early 20s. No, <laughs> you could do it. You look fabulous. I, trust me. You There's some could... daddies on there too. You just no. have to market it you know you gotta, you gotta market it 
Yeah, I I think you would do, be do a wonderful OnlyFans. No shade um, taken. Yeah. I would follow, but I wouldn't watch. Uh, <laughs> I would subscribe, but I wouldn't watch. <laughs> Just because we're so we're friends, so I'm like, uh, I don't know about that. Um, but I, for me, I don't think that I could do it because you you have to be just about what we discussed already. Yeah. You, you have to be so meticulous and you have to, I'm a perfectionist already, you know, the amount of prep work that I do for this show and that would only translate to only fans. So I yeah. think that I would want to be coming up with new and different ideas and adding different to the only fans, uh, perspective and things of that nature and i would want to be the best only fans there is so i think that 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 would take a, too much work for me and plus i get camera shy we all know that i can't have sex in front of the camera can you imagine and this is like right out of left field can you imagine having to hold the camera in your hand and have sex at the same time <laughs> that is not in my fantasy i'm sorry yeah, it's work. It's a lot of work and planning and you only have these models. I'm assuming some of them, you know, they're paying these models and so on and so forth. It's just, a, it's production. And so while it may be fun at moments in time of the production, because hopefully you love creating content you have to be a content creator and be an entrepreneur mindset yeah. is what I would say. And then you have to think of what, can I sustainably create and, and what will I, can I realistically create and be passionate about and do this? And what are my connect? You just got to do a lot of work yeah. and be willing to evolve and change when maybe something isn't, you find a fork in the road and you got to like make a decision. Let's go in this direction now and be willing. Like the guy, David C says, Stay on it because you're not going to immediately make a lot of money. Many people, it's a side gig. Hopefully, you can get to a point, but then you got to keep that going too. But, you know, it's like you're running your own Netflix of yeah. yourself and you're the movie that has to continuously create new movies. Me in this picture now. Me in this picture now. Now I'm in this picture. I mean, it's always me. <laughs> so, people, like for me, people would, I feel like people would get bored of just me. And I guess that's my own insecurity. Sweetie, topic. I wouldn't get bored of oh, you. Oh, thank you, darling. <laughs> With those titties. Oh, these old things. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to get tired of that? But you would probably have to evolve it, right? Yeah, you were going to do an OnlyFans with your boyfriend, weren't you? Is that still on the in the works? So uh, that was a secret one. So Okay, okay, got it, got it. <laughs> El Ray said, oh my God, get a room. And I said, <laughs> you want to be invited? Come on. <laughs> Join his only fans. <laughs> All right. Um, I do want to read a comment that Kelly Dad wrote about our last story about uh -huh. prep for all. And he writes, they should provide mail order prep to preserve an anonymity in rural U.S. And I agree with that. I think we're at a point now where we could end. Uh, it's not a pandemic. It's uh, what was the HIV okay. Epidemic. epidemic yeah yes. we could end it by providing it to everyone and that should just be a blanket a blanket uh, uh thing i think for mm -hmm. all yeah so and a lot of the stigma along with it because once you're on prep um a lot of the safety like tom hanks was saying a lot of the safety comes into play so right yeah all right. Well, we've got to move on, and we're back to monkeypox. You think we talk about it a lot, but it's really affecting our community. Okay. And there, the, uh, the only reason we bring it up because there's new updates to the story that we think that you should know about. I want to know about it. Mm -hmm. Mexican Health Agency issues a warning on a possible monkeypox transmission at a Puerto Vallarta gay beach club, which I've been to, the Mantamar. I wonder which one. <laughs> Mantamar Beach Club. And I know, child, you've been there too. I've seen your ass dragging over there. 
<laughs> the ministry. I won't tell you what I was doing. <laughs> uh, when I was there, the pool, the pool is not that big. The pool, it's not. first of all, it's but really, okay. it, it's cute. They got DJs. It's so funny, Cody, because it's, it, it's got all that. It's on the beach. The pool is not that big. And when I was there, it was filled with gay men bobbing around which was a lot of fun with cocktails in hand there's a swim up bar which is really cute there's not really much room to put your stuff in fact there's no room to put your stuff they really encourage you to get th those beds and rent Cabana. those beds that are yeah. cabanas which are quite expensive so you almost have to come i just recommend if you're going to it you might not want to go after this story but <laughs> For a couple weeks, not the monkey box. Not the monkey box. You might not want to go after this story, but if you do go, go in your speedo already, um, because there's nowhere to put your stuff, and they're kind of drill sergeants about not putting stuff anywhere and there's literally no room they didn't build this thing like they should have to create lockers or or whatever just to kind of put a bag if you're lucky flirt with some guys that have the the cabanas mm -hmm. which i did and they'll let you like squeeze it down under because you of course you got to put your money somewhere to buy oh, the cocktails yeah. so you can one. bob around like everybody else in the pool well, the Ministry of Health for the Mexican state of Jalisco, I don't know if you knew that, but Puerto Vallarta is in the state of Jalisco, issued a <laughs> warning over monkeypox aimed at anyone who visited the beach club last week. And in a statement posted in Stilted English on the department's Facebook page Wednesday, June 8th, the department wrote, in Jalisco, we have strengthened surveillance to detect monkeypox cases on time and help provide timely attention. The announcement included a graphic in English that advised anyone who attended parties at the Mantamar Beach Club between May 27th and June 4th, so we're talking about oh, wow. Memorial Day weekend, oh. uh, those who have exhibited symptoms to seek immediate medical help. It also went on that they found the guy that contracted it, who's from Dallas, who was originally in Berlin, Germany, May 12th through 16th. He returned home to Dallas before mm -hmm. heading to Puerto Vallarta. We all know that monkeypox is more prevalent in Europe. And he was in Berlin, Cody, which oh my a place I love, but it's known for some really hot gay sex. And then he mm. had a layover back home, and then he went to Montemara, another hot gay sex destination, where he brought it. All we're saying is, because there's another story that I wanted to report on, where Europe's monkeypox outbreak sparks fears and anti-LGBTQ backlash. The point of the article in the Gay Times, which is a UK-based website, is let's not just put the blame on the LGBTQ community and spark fear, but let's educate because it is going around in our community and let's make gay men aware if you're sexually active, like I hope to be, that we hope that we can really combat this and make people aware and really look into their practices, uh, not mm -hmm. what you're doing in bed, but just be aware that there are people, look for people with flu-like symptoms, look for rashes and stuff like that. And by all means, if you feel under the weather, we just are still dealing with COVID. Yeah. Stay out for a minute, get tested, buy one of those home kits for COVID so you don't just keep proliferating this out into, I want to, I want to continue to having hot case sex yeah. like everybody else, but we have to right now be really responsible. I think yeah, what's your messaging and thoughts on this, Cody? I agree. I think that we have to be vigilant as far as, because we have, we have two things that are, we have more than that, but two things that are right in the forefront of our, uh, epidemic wise what what's going on with us which are monkeypox and covid and i agree with you i agree 100 100 with what you said that if you don't feel <laughs> if you don't feel, <laughs> you know you can't read the comments because it'll I know. throw you off i was talking but... i was looking right at you <laughs> and you sent me a text too in the middle of my thought process too and i was like oh okay, Sorry, I, got, I did what you did i did it though yeah <laughs> but 
I think that you, if you don't feel well, I don't understand the disconnect of what's going on with people as far as if you don't feel well, stay home. Or if you- to- How are you going to go to Berlin and, <laughs> and catch monkey pox, avoid all the symptoms, come back to Dallas to drop off some bags and clean your underwear? <laughs> clean your jack strap and then head on over to pv where you're back in the pool at Mantamar beach club no give it just spread it all around uh, in the pool that's uh, you know what Dallas, My mama's texas <laughs> motherfucker you don't get in the pool with all kinds of people I no shade to dallas i love you but this motherfucker yeah no it's it's kind of ridiculous and i can't believe that that person didn't notice some of the symptoms and kind of take stock of where they were. That's what we need to be doing as human beings right now to be kind and, 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 you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just respectful to all of our other people by, by just making sure that you're taking care of yourself so that you can take care of other people. Yeah, because they're also saying on certain, even if there was an advisory that said, if you are get monkeypox, even afterwards, they, in this press statement, a health authority said, use a condom for 10 days after, even after you have no more symptoms, if you're going to have sex, because it can still, yeah, if you had monkeypox. You're okay. not going to get monkey pie. I mean, but, no. Def- but I, I love the advisory that it stated. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing what it said. So, yeah. audience, do not take exactly what I said. I will post this on Tag's podcast, but I just remember reading something to that point. Mm-hmm. But by all means, do not take my word for it on that one. We just yeah. want to bring it to your attention yes. that as we all want to be sexually active right now, that just be a little bit aware of your body, those that you are engaging with during this period. Hopefully it's just a period of time. What are people saying before we move on? Um, El Ray says, COVID, monkeypox, it's all too much. I'm all, I'm all, I'm most afraid. He's most afraid he's just going to jack off, I think is what you're <laughs> oh, saying. Oh, no. <laughs> I know, right? Um, get up. I mean... I- Get a, oh, a I'm almost afraid to jack off, he said. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, my God. <laughs> we don't want to scare people. We're just reading the news here yes. and having a conversation, which is what we need to be doing and not avoiding it. I think men too often, I was one of those men that didn't even want to see my doctor. I just avoided it. Now in my early 50s, I'm so open about my health and wellness and taking care of myself. But many men don't like to talk about health. And we just, oh, I don't want to talk about it. And that's never the way either. You got to take care of yourself. If you don't take care of yourself, who's going to take care of you? If you don't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? Okay, exactly. <laughs> RuPaul, I know. We need a Wendy Williams statement too because it's her Aww. last day on Friday and I'm Is so it sad. Really? Yeah, the show she's not or... Yeah, the show, the show. Sh- oh no. Oh. Right. Anyways, that's our update on Monkey Pox. The actor, you may know him. I know you know him. John Sibley. Sibley? Sibley. 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 Is telling, is talking about stories of being proud and being a queer man of color in a recent Queer Tea interview. John Sibley, I cannot say his name. Sibley (laughs) has been acting for a while now. It's like not the easiest, but I will try. He's been (laughs) acting now for a while. Last year, he had been seen and achieved new success he's dominican and cuban he's oh. in hacks you guys which i love him in hacks he's mm-hmm. in queerest folk currently on peacock which i'm going I to start, start watching on my way to providence rhode island pride i figure oh, what, what better way to time to kick it yeah, off yeah right i'm just gonna ride over there watch it and love it i think it's gonna be great he's also in pose you guys he Such had hiv yeah. yeah whose boyfriend was he wasn't he his boyfriend uh, was fine they they broke up I, I I could send you the uh okay the link but he was in it. pose and dying of AIDS he was an AIDS patient in it anyways 
so good, but he's really dedicated himself now in this article and his work to only taking queer roles. And he says this wasn't always the case, but now he's dedicated to only playing queer male characters. And I think where have we come just to speak to the earlier topic Mm -hmm. of Tom Hanks. Here we are now at a point where a male actor like, John can just take on only queer male roles and is doing so brilliantly. He gives me life for that. I want to hear about what you think about that before we move on to our adjacent story to this topic. I mean, I love this and I, I, I love Johnny and I think that he is so talented and I think that he is really carving his niche. I don't know if you've seen some of his work from previously, but he does all of these characters and yeah, I have to send you his Instagram. It's hilarious. And I can't wait to start watching Queer as Folk because I wanna do everything I can to support him. And yeah, he can just keep doing what he's doing. And also I think that it's amazing that he has, he has afforded the opportunity to just choose queer roles and spread that awareness of a queer person of color's perspective out there in the world and really tell our stories as authentically as possible. So, well, it seems at times when we are taking three steps forward and two steps back, something like this is moving us forward. Oh, I yeah. just, we just proved it in this episode with the Tom Hanks story and where we were and where we are at now with that. And oh, it's yeah. that is a reason to take a deep breath and hallelujah it for our LGBTQ community on representation. Because Cody, if I had had this representation as a kid or when I was trying to be an actor in the nineties, I wish I, all my management told me. Or the opportunities. The The opportunities. My management told me, butch it up. Essentially don't play gay for crying out loud. Stop going to the gay bars change your voice, all kinds of things that were the opposite because there were no roles for this. And just, it makes me happy to see John now and actors of that sort. And and to know that other gay actors or just gay representation, young gay men, young LGBTQ will see themselves in various oh, yeah. points. And it's only going to enlighten them and want the whole point about pride is being yourself as is this next Reddit thread that wrote why to be proud for being gay. They write, hi everyone. I know that this month is our month when everyone is super duper proud to be LGBTQ plus, et cetera. But I actually was never proud of being gay. I feel like other people are more exceptional. So I asked myself, why should I feel proud for being gay? I feel less important to be honest. Well, as you can imagine, people wrote various choice words. And I think I like this one, the response the best. The original intent is lost in the choice of words. Not proud as in bragging about your accomplishments, but proud as in living without shame of who you are. The intent of Pride Month is to end stigma and to show the world that you accept yourself of who you are. The point is to be confident, although admittedly some people are just obnoxious. Well stated uh, um, by this person in response to somebody who was really questioning, I don't know what it really means to be gay or to be proud mm-hmm. or pride. And I guess I asked you the question, why are you proud and has it evolved over the years? Oh, yeah. I used to feel so much shame back in the day when I was just a baby gay coming out. And because I feel like it was more because of my upbringing, but I feel so much pride and acceptance of my I think more of it has more to do with acceptance of myself more than anything as far as maybe I'm not I'm not like the most uh, talented person or the most uh I mean I'm pretty damn talented (laughs) thank you you are (laughs) thank you dear I saw on the spectrum you're pretty high But I mean, or the the most. I might just have you sing us out of this show, just oh, to prove how talented. No, this man be. 
No. <laughs> okay, Natalie. <laughs> they came right to my. Ooh, that's a good one. I love that song. Anyway, um, uh, so yeah, I think that. <laughs> you got my point. Uh, <laughs> I think that having pride in who you are I, uh, has so many facets to it, and I think that mine comes from being proud of who I am and making sure that it's put out there that this is who I am. You you don't have to accept me, but you have to respect me. And I think that I'm going to let you know, because if we, if that's going to be a problem, then we need to have this discussion now and we need to hash it out or we need to not engage with one another. And I think that that's where my sense of pride comes from. And the most important thing I think also to remember is that pride pride month it comes every year and it's important that it comes every year i can remember the very first pride i ever had in san francisco california where i was so scared but i had some really wonderful gay elders take me under their wing and introduce me to the pride parade and mm -hmm. i was wide-eyed and i was so proud to be amongst what i knew was my people mm -hmm. then you cut to throughout the years i've gone to i've had years where i just went to dance events where yeah. it was still prideful but maybe not as proud and i'm kind of back to then i had a year where i came out to my mom about four years ago she's in her 80s and i didn't think yeah. i needed to but i came out to her i talked about it on the show before but now i can talk to my mom about fire island the movie which she knew margaret oh, cho yay. was in we can talk about that. yeah and so we're talking so the and this year in particular because of covid and everything and things are opening up i decided a friend of mine he didn't know he did this to me but okay. he said oh yeah there's all these parties this and that but to me pride is about going to a comedy event going to this going to that going to this he listed and i was like oh my god you are so right so as a result i'm starting pride week by going to providence by myself to meet our other co-host jeremy i'm to going go. to see a queer <laughs> artist you guys i'm going to see a queer artist by myself yumi who she's 20 years old and i love her voice in brooklyn i'm just gonna go because it's happening dur during pride i'm mm -hmm. going to another event I'm just going to do all these experiences that are all prideful and giving yes. me life. And I'm just going to do them and live life like it's 1999. Hey. But, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just going to do all these things, not just park myself at one place. Or I know there's all these great parties. I don't want to spend like hundreds of dollars, although I've done that before. I just think there's all kinds of ways to be prideful. Full, and it will evolve every year because you evolve every year. What are the people saying Ooh, before we move on? Get into it, girl. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, oh, do we want to read the Wendy Williams one? Uh, I'll read it anyway. Uh, Callie Dad says Wells Fargo did Wendy Williams dirty, put her in guardianship because she thought. Uh, she thought that Wells and her manager were stealing money. Allegedly. We have to say allegedly on this show. We do not want to get sued. Alan says he's so here for the queerest folk reboot. Yes. Um, also, Let's do a talk on that. I think we should. I'm going to watch it with my boyfriend when he gets back. He's in Florida with his family now. So as soon as he gets back. I'll that be watching is... it on the bus this Saturday. Okay, get on the bus. Um, Alan get on said, the bus. That's a movie. That's a movie. That's a... <laughs> um, Alan also says, I was told the same uh, when he was doing theater, that being gay was a detriment. And he says, as if no gays were on Broadway. And I said, Broadway Thank is, you. is full of them. I, I know plenty of gay men on Broadway. So... Uh, then Callie says, thank goodness for the gay pride movement. Help me stop feeling defective. Wow. That, wow. Is, that really just touched me and really hit home for me because I, I feel like I've gotten a, a sense of community and a sense of a pride in myself just by going to these and, and connecting with people at these pride functions. So I agree with you. Um, uh, Alan said, am I recording with Jack anytime soon? And I said, hopefully so. And daddy says, oh. 
I hope so. We I had mean, him on the show. We had him on the show did. here recently. Yeah. And we've reached out to each other and we, we just need to connect. Um, and then daddy says my his first Pride Fest was this past Saturday. There oh, congratulations, so daddy. There. Yeah, congratulations. And Tell being, us the city again, daddy. He was being himself and, uh, and it did it so good. What city are you at in daddy? I, I like calling people daddy, I guess. <laughs> city in, daddy. I know he's told us before, and I yeah. want to say L.A., but I might be wrong. Alan W. also said Trixie Mattel played Asbury <gasps> Pride. Okay, now. Yeah. It. I, there's so many performers happening everywhere. It's kind of crazy. While we wait for that, we're just going to put this in the mix. Especially better Banks. Yeah, thank you very much. And we got to get to this last topic real quick. It's yeah. straight up gay porn. It looks like we got an answer, Cody. And read Fair. that. Schuylkill Fairground in Pennsylvania. Oh, nice. It's near okay. Philly. I was actually in that area and I probably should have went, but I was with my mom for her birthday. Well, it's time to end the show like we always <laughs> yeah. end it every week by Straight Up Gay Porn, where they ask the question, who took the thirstiest best picture in gay porn news? And we are at the halfway mark, y'all. It's the halfway mark for Thirst Trap winners. Whoop. So these are winners that have won throughout the last six months of 2022 by Straight Up Gay Porn. People that you and others have voted for. And they'll do another six-month mark at the end of the year. And then they'll take this group and the next group. And then we'll vote for them at the end of the year towards okay. New Year's. Well... So keep in mind that this That's list smart. of, and I will post this on tagspodcast.com because we want you to vote. But our job is to vividly describe in an auditorial way why we picked the one we wanted to so you can hear our description of it. Cody, who did you pick this week and why? First, all of these pictures are fire. It was hard. Well, it's the creme de la creme. It's the creme de la creme. And I got, it was hard to pick and it, I got hard picking. So um, that, that should tell you something. But my vote this week goes to Austin Wilde. Mainly because I crush on him for a very long time. But also because I took a picture like this for Joe recently. Um, <laughs> but it's just for Joe. He's in the shower, and I love a good shower moment. He's all lathered up, cascading down. The first thing you see is that thick, juicy cock. And then you see his smirk. And all I can hear is him saying, do you want to come help me get a little clean so we can get a little bit dirty after this? So I Woo! am in love with this picture. And he's my pick of the week. How about you? Mine goes to Diego Daniels. It was really hard to pick any of these. Yeah. Partly because his body is sculpted in a way that I just love. He's got this perfectly hairy chest that he probably manscaped. Uh, a little bit of perfect nipples in there. It's just yummy that you just want to suck on his beautiful nipples. Ooh. But he has something that the lead character in Fire Island had. Okay. Um, a tattoo on his trap, which I think I want to do. The Ooh. same. It's a different script. It's all handwritten script on there. I think it says, let me zero in, believe in me as I believe in you is what it oh, says. Okay, now. That's a song lyric. I've heard that yeah, before. Yeah. And isn't that a great area on the trap to have the lead character, we talked about him on last week's on this week's show, lead character of Fire Island, Asian actor. Anyways, he also and I got so distracted with his acting because I kept looking at that tattoo. I couldn't read what it said, but it was in that trap area. And I'm thinking, I'm going to write some script on my trapezius after I build him up a little bit more. But aside from that, he's got a beautiful dick. I'm talking about Diego Daniels that's just yummy and semi-erect so with a long, flowing ball sack yeah. and beautiful hands and veins. I just love it. He's got a come-hither look on his face that says come here stevie come here <laughs> and he, that's why he, he gets my boy it's talking to you the dick is He's, talking to you oh my goodness they're both talking to me what are the people saying before we end this program 
Dang, Elroy, it says Austin Wilde looks nice and clean and ready to get dirty again. I put that in there. Um, Silas Brooks says, uh, Daddy says Silas Brooks, he looks absolutely delicious. And Josh and Lazar, remember Lazar, Lazarado and yes. Josh, Josh Moore, I think it is. I looked uh, them up. He said that's on his Twitter. kind of Burger King. Yes, they are. That's a very sexy picture, too. There are a couple, by the way, those they two. They are a couple. They look a little alike, and it gets a little hard to tell. Really? At I don't times. think they look alike. I think mm, I have one that bit. I prefer more than the other. You know those I, couples that look it. kind of twin like? Boyfriend twins? Oh, yeah, I know. Like, I I'm know. really happy, Cody, that you and Joe do not fit into that twin bill at all. You look nothing alike. First of all, you're not even the same height, and <laughs> I love that. But. I don't know if, how I always feel about that sometimes. It's not like my favorite thing. Like, I it's, think I would maybe turn somebody down if they look too much in my cocoa skin. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I not. Maybe like not. This needs to be a, a vulnerable voices discussion because. Oh. <laughs> well, I just, yeah, they look, they have the same beard cut and the same hair. It's the same haircut. It's okay. just a little too close for comfort for me. Okay. I think I, there's I, other ways to do it. Anyways, it, tan lines, somebody said Alejandro. says Alejandro Pina. And ah. his tan lines are good. So I'm going to look that up right now. All right, you guys. This has been so much fun. Oh, we've gone over. Yeah. But thank you for playing along. We can't do this without you guys. And it means so much when you join us. We're here every Wednesday night at 9 o'clock Eastern time. Join us. You can follow my co-host, Cody Maurice Doggett. He's a life coach. Follow him at K. MD coaching or at Mr. Maurice for more titty action and some hot shots <laughs> with his boy. You can follow his OnlyFans. Oops, I'm sorry, he doesn't have one yet. <laughs> no, not follow yet. <laughs> follow us at Tags Podcast or follow myself at I am underscore Steve V. I am underscore Steve V. And in the meantime, guys, continue having hot, gay, gay safe. Sex. Sex. Yes.